This is the famous Dr. Frank of the famous Mr. T Experience, and you're listening to The Famous Dummy Room. This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. You guys are not that dumb. Hey everybody, you're in the dummy room. I'm Jody Have Not, joined as always by Bear Age of Nate. What's up, dude? Not much, man. How you doing? Uh, you know, feeling pretty good, dude. We are also joined by a buddy of yours, Teflon Dave from Horror Section. How you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm good. How's it going? Going good for me. Me and Dave were talking before we started recording that uh, we're trying to figure out how long we've known each other, and all I could remember is that I knew him before you could even drive a fucking car. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Long yeah. time. So how'd you guys sure. meet? That's what I was wondering. We met because because uh, uh, of Mark, dude. I, I was teaching Mark bass, yeah. and he brought in that uh, like a demo, and I was like, holy fuck, dude. I was like, this is a really good song. It was that Woe Is Me. And I was like, man, you guys should get a really good drummer. Because I thought the drummer sucked. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm yeah. playing drums in the band. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in um, Teflon Dons. And yeah, the bass player, Mark, was, uh, he knew Jody. And yeah, I guess, yeah, I brought you the tape. And um, somehow we crossed paths then as a result of that. And um, yeah, our band started playing shows together. And um, Jody, like, gave me a mixtape, but I still remember, like, some of the songs on it and stuff. Like, uh, I remember he gave me this mixtape. It was, like, Sloppy Seconds, and uh, Hanson Brothers were on it. And those those two stuck out in my, in my head because those are two bands I'd never heard of at the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. Small world. Yeah. Like, I, I, I liked pop punk, but I didn't know that there was other people. And it's funny because, like, where I, I grew up is, like, maybe, you know, eight miles away. But I had no concept of people like a town over if they liked um, <laughs> totally. Ramones core or whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, there you were. It's cool. Yeah. I um, I got into a band once, Jody, kind of the same way. I went over to uh, to this my buddy's house and I hadn't hung out with these guys for like probably like almost a year, you know, and they started like a hardcore band. And I went over to their house. They lived in this party house. And uh, they were practicing, and their drummer wasn't showed up. And they were bitching about their drummer. And I didn't know their drummer from a hole in the wall, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's terrible, you know. <laughs> and I just sat down, and I started playing drums, and I was in the band at that point. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it was totally by default. I wasn't even a drummer. So. Yeah, same with me, dude. I mean, I'm not a drummer, but I knew I could play those drums. I mean, it's not fucking rocket surgery, you know what I mean? So I borrowed Noel's old kit, and that was it. Yeah, my drumming yeah. experience was because the drummer wouldn't show up. So, you know, somebody's got to play drums real quick. So you just figure it out, you know. <laughs> but um, so I got a question for you guys. I thought about this last week when we were talking about having Dave on. So it's kind of weird. But so you guys were in, in the Teflon Dons together, right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's obviously that's obviously where Dave got the name. You named him Teflon Dave. I'm pretty sure I and, named him Teflon Dave. <laughs> and yeah, it's... It's a weird nickname, but um, I was gonna say it's stuck. The irony, yeah. I get it, but yeah. And, and, and Jody is is Jody Havnot, who he was in the Havnots, and now he's in the Laidbacks. And Dave's in the horror section. So, 
was there ever like do you guys think it's weird that you your names are your old bands and you're in these new bands (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you know it's kind of like marky ramon playing with the misfits i always thought it was kind of weird you know like when when uh like the riverdales like he was no longer ben weasel like anyone actually called him ben foster you know (laughs) yeah some names you you they, they just stick but i was just wondering you guys in particular because you're buddies and you're both playing in different bands now under the old names yeah i mean for me it's just that's what people started calling me and it just stuck i think it's kind of the same for you huh dave yeah for sure i mean um it's beyond the band stuff too people that probably never heard my band my old band like still call me teflon and that's just (laughs) stayed with me right so i just it's just how i consider myself now i guess (laughs) it's cool there's like a couple other teflon dons since the old dons back in the day and they're like all these weird other bands like a a rap group and shit Yep, that's what I was just about to say. That it was like some rap group. Um, <laughs> I don't even think I've listened to them, but I remember seeing like someone sent me an image, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." And yeah, never went further than that. But <laughs> right, <laughs> it's kind of strange. I thought at the time it was super original, and then years later, it's been used by all kinds of other people. Yeah, kind of crazy. But yeah, I guess we both kind of stick to those old names. I never really thought of it until you mentioned it, Nate. But at the same time, it's like, dude. What are you gonna do every time you have a new band? You have to change your name to that. You know what I mean? No, no. I'm just. It's just. <laughs> We're gonna start calling Dave like Dave Section or something. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't think twice about it, like like nickname or whatever. But then sometimes it's a little weird because outside outside of the context of punk rock, it seems strange. Like um, my wife's grandma will call me Teflon Dave, and it just <laughs> seems really strange to me. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's cool. It. It's something something to be known as you know yeah like can you imagine like for cliffy huntington who's neither one of those names are his actual name (laughs) to like be called cliffy by like you know random people outside of punk rock you know right do you remember when he had those shirts that was like i'm not cliffy huntington (laughs) back in like the i guess it was when he was out of the band or something but yeah I saw that shirt, but I never made that connection. Uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I always thought I always thought that was like a Fugazi thing. Like this is not a Fugazi shirt. Yeah, yeah. I always same. thought it was kind of a knock on that. But yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably a little both, maybe. Um. So Dave, after like kind of prior to horror section, I don't know much about you, so I'm just kind of wondering, like, uh, what what kind of led into horror section. Um, yeah, so I was in, yeah, Teflon Dons, my teenage years, and, um, it's kind of weird. I, um, I actually quit music for about 10 years. I moved from, like, the, you know, area that Jody and I are from down to Carbondale and went to school there, and for, I started playing some music, but then I kind of quit, and I moved around a little bit, and ended up back in southern Illinois, I uh, moved to Texas for a while in Arkansas and stuff, and, for some reason, I just I didn't have any a lot of friends that were in the punk rock. There weren't a lot of bands that I hooked up with. So like being in a band, living out of state in new towns every couple of years, it was like it wasn't really on the plate, so to speak. So I uh, moved back, wrote a couple songs, and then got hooked up with um, Tommy and um, Nick and Gabe eventually. And yeah, so long story short, it's been a lot of time fucking around, not doing anything. <laughs> with music and then motivation struck one day I, I i decided to get back into it and i wrote some songs and 
um, ended up sending them to Tommy because uh, Stu Dave Nobody introduced me to Tommy. I, I didn't even know about mm-hmm. Eden Back to Life at the time, but I had written these songs and I was like, all right, well, they're going to be about a horror movie. We're going to be called Horror Section. It gives me some focus, um, something a little bit different. And um, yeah, so I wrote them, sent them to Tommy. He sent back like some way more awesome sounding versions of the songs. And uh, that was it. Just been teaming up with him and brought Gabe in the mix um, a little bit. And uh, yeah. Right on. So for people who don't know, basically the horror section thing is like each song kind of represents like a movie or maybe a a TV show or something you've watched, right? Yeah. I think there's, there's a couple I snuck in that aren't about movies, but generally speaking, yeah. Yeah. See, I like that kind of like, so if you need a new song, you just got to find some kind of movie. It's kind of like Nate and I used to always kind of talk about the intruder thing and having like this set regiment of, you know, like a theme. Does it make it easier or does it make it harder for you? That's what I want to know. Um, a little of both. I think, um, you know, originally I started with the idea of the Prowler, um, and I did those, what is it, five songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely gave me some focus because so I was easier in that regard. Um, and I think the EPs are pretty easy because each EP, I kind of like go through, sounds kind of corny maybe, but I kind of go through the story, like the season of the witch, like the, the four songs go kind of in order of the movie. Yeah. Um, so that gives me like good guardrails to go in. But things like the full length, it's all over the map as far as different movies go. They're just all like 80s movies. Um, so that was a little bit harder because I was like, well, shit, well, I don't know I don't know exactly what to do anymore because I'm, I'm going outside my formula, you know. So yeah. sometimes it can be a little frustrating because I'm like, man, I know I need to write a song about evil speak, but what's it going <laughs> to How am I going to do that? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of paint myself into a corner sometimes. But eh, so far, so good. So... I know, I'm not I'm not huge on horror movies, so I don't know what any of these songs are really about. Like I can't pick them out, you know. But um, yeah. you ever sit down and watch a movie specifically to write a song about that movie and be like, this yeah. movie, and you realize that this movie is really good or really stupid based on there's no plot, there's no there's no way to write a song about it. Um, usually they're all movies I've seen before, and I'll okay. just go back and kind of have my notebook out and jot some ideas down as I'm going along. And, um, yeah, that's what I've heard from people too. Just like, I'm not really into horror. So it's, it's kind of my intent from the beginning. Like I want these songs to be cool and something you can like get into, but you don't need to know what the, you don't need to know all the ins and outs of the the plot or the characters or whatever. You can appreciate it as a love song or a a stalker song or or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I'll put little nods and, you know, winks and nudges in there for people that, you know, the, there's some quotes buried in there and some yeah. nods. Um, sometimes I go heavy on that and I, and I kind of nerd out on the detail. Um, sometimes I get a little lazier. Um, whether or not anybody cares, I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of for my own edification. Totally. I'm, I'm not like a huge, uh, I don't like horror punk at all, really. I like the Misfits and I don't, you know, I guess I like horror section, but I don't really put you in the like horror punk thing you're just a pop punk band that has songs about horror movies yeah yeah that was <laughs> you know but yeah for sure that was on purpose too because um there was a couple labels um what year was it it had to be like the mid 2000s mid to late 2000s um when i was trying to find like all the good horror punk bands and man um there aren't many 
Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no. And I'm not trying to like sound egotistical or whatever. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's all like rock and roll daddy-o crooning like 50 stuff. And like um, some of it um, they nail and it's pretty good, but I'd say only about 5%. Yeah. Um, so that, so I knew I had to be like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, go into that territory of like real air quotes, real horror punk. I want to do something that's strictly pop punk. Yeah. That's a good approach, man. You don't want to have too much woeage and trying to be the misfits. There's only one misfits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's funny too. Cause I think <laughs> oddly enough, it was like a weird, um, almost defense mechanism. Cause I was so scared, if you will, of reemerging and like writing songs and being in a band after 10 years. I was like talking to my friend one time and I was trying to explain him like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like a band, but it's like a niche of pop punk, but then it's like a niche within a niche of like horror pop punk. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little bit of that going on, but there's not a lot. So, you know, if, if people aren't into it, I'll just be like, Oh, well you just don't get by like niche within a niche. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I was kind of being a little guarded back then yeah. about it. I think that's what helped you guys stand out. You know, you guys got a little bit of special attention because of that, because it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't all songs about girls. It was horror movie stuff, but it's all it was, you know, but it was, it wasn't like yeah. horror punk where it's like metal, you know, like a lot of that shit just goes to metal. Oh, yeah. It was still our thing, but it wasn't, you know, sweet, I guess. Well, I think it is sweet. Yeah. That's like, that's what I like about it. It's like you have the way of kind of taking these horror core type of lyrics about killing but it's always sounds poppy and sweet you know well yeah i meant sweet like this not love songs like you know yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i do know what you because i whenever i write songs i'm like okay i got i got two modes i got murder song and i got like bubblegum song (laughs) so it's like every song ends up being basically in one of those two camps yeah Another thing that like really really stands out about horror section is the uh, the guitar melodies. They they just they stick out. They're different, you know. They're a little off sometimes. They they fit, but they're you know what I'm saying. They're just kind of different enough that like really kind of get your attention. Yeah, and that's like um, um, so we've kind of gone a couple different paths now. Um, but originally, I would write the what I would call the bones of the song, and Tommy would um, Tommy the guitar player. He would uh, come up with the leads, the solos, do different arrangements. You know, if I would hit the high notes, he would change it and go to low notes or vice versa or whatever. So, um, yeah, tons of credit to Tommy because I kind of come up with good ideas or starting points. And he does a really good idea of fine tuning, like what the guitars like need to do and sound like. And he also, um, except for the Prowler, I think, and even including one or two songs on the Prowler, he writes the bass lines too. Um, so he's definitely like uh an integral part in playing and making sure like all the music comes together um he's kind of got that i've got like the song vision and like the you know the movie i want to do and here's the lyrics and here's the you know the refrain's gonna sound like this and it's all gonna come together with these basic chords and then he kind of layers on and, and makes it sound awesome but then also lately he's actually been writing like um a lot more of the music too i'll come over and um i'll go over it i mean with uh like melody and lyrics and things like that so credit to Tommy. <laughs> yeah, totally. So let's talk about this double record set that's coming out, dude. A double LP puts you in the leagues of like kiss and the Ramones and the yeah, know, vindictives. Uh, <laughs> I knew I had to go, I had to go big, right? Totally. Well, we did like, uh, um, so it's 30 songs, um, of all our, 
seven inches. We've been on a couple comps. We've been on um, like one was for a, a different podcast that's now defunct called. Uh, oh my god, I can't remember the name of it now. I'll think of it later. But anyway, so thirty of our um, B sides and seven inches and things like that. Um, we did a CD version of this a little bit ago. Um, so the first LP is kind of a carbon copy of that, but then we added on of all the other stuff that's come out since. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, you know, the seven inches are come and gone. Um, I think there's a few copies maybe floating around here and there, but for the most part, it's sold out and in some cases been sold out for years. So I wanted to do like a kind of a deluxe skateboard, um, collection of everything. Um, and then, so I talked to Travis at the Centric Pop about it, and he was down. So um, I was telling you before, Joe, you like it took a little bit to get there. Um, I wanted this to come out, you know, October of last year, right. but you know, art, mixing, mastering, um, getting quotes, all that stuff just takes time, and um, you know, things don't always come together as quick as I want. But it's here now. Um, they're actually pressed. Um, release dates six uh, sixteen. Um, so comes out air quotes release dates in a couple weeks, but it's up for pre-order now, um, at a century pop and I'm really proud of it. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. So the first, it's basically collection one plus a whole nother disc of everything has come out since that, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. So the, so the first one's got like the prowler seven inch and our split with Eden back to life stuff Yeah. and also other stuff I can't remember. And then the second one's, yeah, like. Season of the Witch, The Omen, our split with Dan Vapid and the Cheats. Um, yeah, so all cool stuff. Yes. Yeah, dude, super cool. It's just not too often you see a double record in a, in a you know, mm-hmm. pop punk band. <laughs> it's cool. It's an investment, man. <laughs> it is, too. So um, that was one of the, you know, I always have a, I have a good relationship with um, Travis over Eccentric Pop. You know, I always have these crazy ideas. And sometimes we'll go through with them. Sometimes he's got to like walk me off the edge, but I was, you know, trying to pitch him on this and tell him like, you know, let's do this double record. Um, and he's totally down, but, um, yeah, it, it's quite the investment. So luckily, you know, we did, it's a 300 pressing copy. Um, we pressed 300 copies, um, 200 on black and then a hundred on translucent red. So, um, last I talked to him a couple of days ago, I mean, the red sold out, and then we're down to less than 100 of the black. So we're two-thirds of the way through it. Um, but, yeah, stoked. Right on. So, hey, man, we're going to be doing a top 11 in just a few minutes. But, dude, before we do that, I got this idea. What if I threw you some songs and you just kind of give us, like, maybe what movie inspired them? <laughs> you know, like, what's uh, Crawling to You all about? Tonight, when I saw you there, it was like the first time yesterday. When I said I loved you, I thought it was gonna last. But now as time goes on and I don't feel the same, I think my brain is upside down. Because our love is gone, but I still want you in my arms. Well, the way I love you tonight, you know I wish I had died tonight, but instead, No, 
on it but this one's a return of the living dead uh where a dude at the end's like crawling up the ladder yeah um towards uh his girlfriend and wants to eat her brains so <laughs> right, uh, that's the whole idea you know um yeah. i like uh are you there yeah i was gonna say that one that's probably my favorite one man yeah that's um poltergeist and uh that's like a direct like the are you there are you with us now I can't hear yeah. you. Those are all like um, <laughs> quotes from the movie, right? Uh, worked in. The funny thing about that song is um, we were wrapping up the full length and um, we had a couple leftover songs, but we knew like, okay, we have the, you know, 16 or 18 songs recorded, whatever it was. Um, let's, let's wrap it up. But then Tommy sent that song last kind of last minute thing. And I uh, listened to it, wrote some lyrics down um, after watching Poltergeist and, uh, yeah, I thought that'd be a nice, sweet song, if you will. And uh, it's oddly enough, you know, the um, kind of rushed at the last minute song ends up being, I think, a lot of people's favorites off that off that album.
I used to love Poltergeist as a kid. I used to like when I was really young, like six, seven. I used to love horror movies, and yeah. they used to freak me out. But like you know, eighties like Phantasm and shit like that. But um, somewhere around like high school, I started to become a real pussy, and like <laughs> now when I watch a horror movie, like I can't, I can't, I can't do it alone. You know, it's really weird. I get really jittery, and like I constantly feel like there's someone next to me. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I just. No. I'm so distracted by like this stupid, uh, weird fear that I have that I, I don't even enjoy them. Huh. It's almost <laughs> the opposite for me. Like I was scared shitless of them as a kid and, you know, growing up just like, um, being exposed to different people, um, and friends and things just gradually started growing into it more and more and becoming obsessed with it. So yeah, I get your, I get where you're coming from though. Did you ever see that movie? I know you did, but, um, Salem's lot. Yeah, that was the movie. There's a scene in that movie. I haven't seen it since uh, since I was probably like six, eight, maybe. I don't know. But um, where they're in that basement and they can't get out and the, the fucking things are coming alive or whatever. Um, that really fucked me up as a kid. That was the still, scene that I couldn't handle. You still have nightmares over it? No, I've seen it since then. And it's like, this is dumb. Like, I yeah. didn't get it. But that's like a vampire thing. I I don't like vampires, you know. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Hey, Dave, do you have one that's about sleepaway camp with that fucking Angela? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's um, which one? Somebody else. Really? Oh, somebody else on the polling. <laughs> yeah.
basically about like not being yourself and I'm going to show everybody, you know, that kind of theme yeah. to it. So, so no mentions yeah. of the swinging dong at the end or anything. No, I leave that up to the imagination. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a classy guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. So do you avoid like the big movies like, uh, you know, Friday the 13th nightmare on Elm street just because um, they've been kind of, they've already been written. There's already, you know, obviously the Jason's and shit like that. He's got the whole Halloween seven inch thing. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but on... that's that's like Halloween not the Halloween three. movie. That's the weird one. Right. True. Um, <laughs> no, I did a movie on uh, Nightmare Part Three. Um, so, short answer is not really. I mean, the Friday the Thirteenth. It's funny because um, I had thought about like, dude, it'd be cool to do a ten song, um, you know, a full length of all the Friday. Friday the 13th or 12 or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, as soon as the Jasons hit the scene, I'm like, well, never mind. I'm, there's <laughs> yeah. no way. I'm not, <laughs> not going to touch that. That's that's their thing, and it's awesome, and I totally appreciate that, so I'm not going to step on that. So hopefully there's no uh, Halloween 3 bands, you know? Right. going to come out. And <laughs> <laughs> Some silver shamrock masks. Yeah, the silver, the silver shamrocks, yeah. You know what's weird about that 7-inch dude? Uh, there's this guy I know that that does like these YouTube videos and he's just like all into like the worst music, except he likes the misfits, but he, he's way into horror movies and shit. But one of his like reviews he did was a uh, season of the witch seven. And she said he just had to have it cause it looks so cool. And he, yeah. he never heard of you guys or anything, but I was like, what the fuck? That seven inch is funny. Um, Travis told me uh, from eccentric pop, uh, they put it out, but he told me he got a return order because they thought it was the soundtrack. And I think I don't know if they actually got the record or not, but he had to like refund them their their order. He's like, yeah, I get it. And then um, another <laughs> man. I think this is. I think I'm remembering this story correctly. My friend Dave told me that like, um, you know, Bradford from uh, Mass Intruder yeah. fame was like in <laughs> Brick a Brack in Chicago, and he's. Um, you know, we played with the uh, Master Intruder, I guess, just the one time. But um, we're, we know each other, um, at least casually. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he, he says he saw the horror section season of the Witch record. He's like, oh, man, cool. Cool that you have that. He's like, yeah, I thought it was. And the employee said something like, yeah, I thought it was cool, too. But it's just some shitty pop punk band. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like, yeah, yeah I get it. It's because if you look at some of the covers, for sure, I could see like people being surprised, like, yeah. Oh wow, this looks awesome, and then putting it on, going, "Wow, this is not awesome." <laughs> but yeah, it's not for everybody. What are you gonna do? One of my favorite songs you've done, those on that one, man. That they're coming. I love that one. i 
guess we know what it's about now that you've told us it was like kind of a four-parter, but still a great one. Yeah, opening uh, part of the movie where Dude Man's getting chased through like the, the junkyard and shit. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Graduation Dance. That's a great one. So, what songs about Carrie? Um, none. None. Mm. Yeah, Dave, that's pretty cool. It's a cool little. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a gimmick. Like we talk about gimmick bands, like Intruder, or I don't think it's it's Hanson. not a gimmick though. Yeah, it's not so much a gimmick it, as a it's topical like a method. It yeah, it skates the line. I mean, part of it too. Like we don't wear costumes on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah We exactly. don't do like a whole. Thank you. We don't, <laughs> We don't do a theatrical thing. Um, I can see the appeal of that. Um, I think some bands do it really cool and interesting. Um, it just wasn't something I had an appetite for. But right. yeah, it's been kind of crazy. We've been together um, oh shit, seven years, I think, at this point, which is weird to say out loud. <laughs> but yeah, um, kind of went from just a, it was supposed to be a one shot too. Um, I hooked up with Tommy and he. Um, you know, he played drums on the first one on the Prowler in the Eating Back to Life stuff. And, you know, like I already said before, he worked on the bass lines, worked on the guitar. Um, and so these kind of, it's kind of crazy, this one-off studio project. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm old. I haven't played music in 10 years. I'm not going to go, I'm going to go tour, you know? (laughs) So I was never planning on doing shows, um, let alone more than one, you know, release. I just, uh. That's what you'll see, uh, too, if you put the first uh, release of The Prowler. It was released on Ghost Party Records. It's like my own imprint. Um, and so definitely, like, hooking up with Travis at Eccentric Pop and, um, you know, the positive response we got, like, and just, like, my relationship with uh, Tommy and then Gabe, who now 
drums for us. He's also recorded everything we've ever done. Um, I don't know. It was very, uh, like, everything fell into place. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Totally. Hey, dude, before we move on to this Mangy's Top 11 that we got planned, we got to talk a little bit about the Fintas, dude. That shit still rips. He was saying you guys might be doing like a, a new thing with the Fintas at some point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I kind of skipped over that in my um, history of Teflon. <laughs> Your Teflonology. <laughs> um, yeah. After the Teflon Dons um, dissolved, I did, it wasn't very long, but I did a band called the Fintas. Yeah. With Patrick um, from the Pods and Parasite Diet now and uh, recorded it in a basement. We, played like I don't know 10 shows or something and that was it once I moved to Carbondale um that's when I started that's when I stopped playing music but yeah I uh, I reconnected with Patrick um when I moved back to the area when he joined the putts uh wait no I guess he was in Parasite Diet at that time and they, they came through St. Louis excuse me and uh I kind of threw the idea or he threw the idea at me I don't know about re-recording our first uh album so I think we're, yeah, we were supposed to be in the studio in April um, with Gabe over at a encapsulated studio. We're going to do, I think, 12 or 13, 10 or 12 songs, something like that. Uh, basically all the shit that we recorded before and had a new one. Um, unfortunately, Corona, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're totally going to totally gonna redo um, 
redo that album. And then uh, I don't know what we're going to do with it yet. But um, kind of on that note, though, too, um, I've been doing so I did like that acoustic live stream. And uh, it's funny because I I don't really like acoustic stuff that much. But uh, (laughs) the more time I don't know if it's just the quarantine or what, but the more time that's been going on, I like uh, I tend to just uh, enjoy it more. I don't know. There's just something to do. Um, But uh, one of those Fintas songs um, I'm going to record I'm doing like a solo cassette. I'm like busting out into like uh, um, solo territory stuff. But I'm going to do, uh, see how it goes. I'm going to do like some horror section songs, a new song, cover song, do like a Fintas, an old Dawn song that actually, um, I think you played the drums on Jody on the original recording. Which one? Um, um, I Hope You Die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I still I have so. that. I still have those songs. I have like the masters of those five songs. That's awesome. We did that yeah, weird so, like um, shuffle song on that that thing. It was like Lonely Night or something. Remember that song? Yeah, Lonely Night. It was very much yeah, like a almost like crawling to you. Yeah. Actually. It was kind of in that same vein. Totally. But yeah, I'm gonna uh dip my toe into the um solo acoustic world. I would never <laughs> think that I would say that, but yeah. um I did a live stream and I enjoyed it. I'm gonna do another one here pretty soon, probably to um commemorate the new double lp i'm trying to work on uh something with some pals to get something going um actually they asked me so i'm not going to take the credit um yeah and then uh hopefully this recording of the solo stuff goes okay i'm gonna do it in my basement and gabe's gonna kind of mix it and then um my friend henry is gonna um he started a new like cassette label called memorable but not honorable and uh plan is to put it out on cassette and streaming uh shortly so cool should be cool yeah it sounds cool cool so hey um so mom's basement just uh kind of re-released the remastered uh tribute to the mangies thing which of course yeah. horror section is on you guys did barrage of hate um uh you did a really good version i think all the almost every band on that thing um fucking nailed it but um did you guys i don't know anything about it did you guys pick that song or it was john kind of handing those out yeah he um i think the way he did it he basically just sent a message out to the bands like hey um do you want to be a part of this if so pick your song let me know and then i'll kind of save it for you kind of thing and uh luckily um it was kind of a no-brainer i'm a huge mangies fan um and that was the first song that came to my mind too. kind of the subject matter um, of the mm-hmm. song. Cause it's, you know, I put it in the murder category, but with some bubblegum sensibilities, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just uh, reached out to us and other bands, you know, and uh, picked that song. Yeah. I think you guys did a really good version and it like fits your style too, you know? Yeah. Thanks. Um, I think we talked briefly about changing it up. I think some, some of the other bands um, changed it up. Um, sometimes subtly and sometimes drastically, like the Vapids. Um, but it, that's all cool. I was a little bit jealous. I was like, man, because I like doing um, little variations, but we we shot um, pretty straight, and I'm happy with it. The funny thing about that, though, too, I had to like um, be a little humble, and I messaged uh, John from Mom's Basement. I was like, hey, man, I have these CDs. I have the box set. You know, I can't find the lyrics to the song totally. and i want to make sure i don't <laughs> sing it wrong can you please uh message andrea and just like ask him 
um, for me. <laughs> um, so that was a little, a little bit funny, but at the same time, like I, I looked at like some kind of like lyrics.com or something. And I was like, there's no way he's saying this. It was like some gibberish <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to go in the studio and put that down and, you know, have that, you know, <laughs> recorded forever. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, uh, I was listening to that thing the other day and it's kind of, it's kind of fun to listen to you because uh, the song you do, it, it, it sounds like a horror section song and like, oh, cool. um, like the windowsill, they made it sound like if, if you didn't know the Mangies, you would have just assumed that that's an actual windowsill song, totally but, um, that totally. mega band, that, that fucking thing. I mean, they did such a cool job on that, that I don't know. The songs are so good that you can make them your own pretty easily i think because most of these bands they like giant eagles they did lone commando fucking sounds like their song So we got to yeah, thinking about this awesome. for uh, before uh, a couple weeks ago, Dave, and we thought it'd be cool to do a um, like a top eleven Mangies. We've been kind of uh, heavy on the Mangies lately, but uh, who cares? Yeah, yeah. they're one of the greatest ever, though. I mean, they always have been. I remember when you worked at Slackers, dude. I actually bought fucking. Uh, Mangies are good enough right off the fucking shelf because I think you were ordering all the CDs and shit. Yeah, that's when like I think it was like Mortem was around. Yeah, and um, yeah, their catalog was great. They had all kinds of punk rock stuff, and yeah, I would just go and fill out a list for my boss to order all this stuff, and 
Yeah, Great sh- times. Yeah, short lived, <laughs> but really cool for a minute because we. We didn't have to fuck with mail order. You could just go to Slackers and you could find the new Mangies or the new Ghoulies or whatever it was that we were into. Super cool. But now if you go to that place, it's brutal. They don't have anything anyone wants. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those cyclical things, man. People aren't going to come and shop if you don't have anything, but it's hard to order things and pay your um, distro bill if you don't have any people people coming in and buying stuff, I guess. so. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, in those days... A lot of those days are gone for most people, you know, a physical yeah. product. A lot of people, your average Joe, they don't give a fuck yeah. about a record or a CD or anything or a cassette. They're listening on Spotify. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I struggle with that a little bit. Like, I mean, why I put, I put a lot of thought and care and attention to detail in the physical. Um, Cause I like that stuff. Like I try to, I basically, all the limited edition horror stuff and all the movies. I try to kind of like replicate that to make them unique or cool yeah. looking. Um, but yeah, you're right. 80% plus don't give a shit. Yeah. I, I realize that. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, it's been we that way a, forever though. You know, it's nothing new. We've got a record store here called deaf ear and it's been around since the seventies and I've been going there forever. But, um, my buddy Carl used to work there when I was in high school and he would order all the shit. And oh, nice. it was so great when he worked there. He worked there for a few years because he would tell us he put in this big order or whatever. And then when it come in, we'd flock there and we'd just fucking wipe it all out. So the shit never really hit the shelf, you know. Yeah. But once, once you know, that, that was the glory days, I guess. And once he quit, it was like it kind of went in a metal direction. And But, yeah, it was always cool to know a buddy that worked at, a, at the record store. Oh yeah, that was like I was the envy of all my friends. They're like, dude, you got hired slackers. Like, it was a uh, <laughs> definitely a really cool job. Like, I mean, it, you know, I ended up leaving and going to school and stuff or whatever. But yeah, for a moment in time, it was like super cool. All the new, you know, um, I remember all the Screeching Weasel Asian Man re-releases, getting those at like cost, yeah. and they were like seven dollars a piece. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And that's when because CDs were like whatever, fourteen, fifteen bucks um around that time so yeah yeah it's definitely those were the good days <laughs> yeah it's like you could walk in there and buy a fucking screeching weasel t-shirt i think i bought a riverdale shirt there one time you know yeah, what i mean definitely, you know, definitely had some of those. i'm pretty cool. that's how i met um it's funny too i was working there when i met uh you know remember the hangarounds nick sure. and kevin and yeah. gary yeah definitely uh it's super awkward but like they came in they were buying something and I just said, uh, maybe it wasn't a Riverdale CD, but I just asked him, I was like, hey, man, this was right when uh, Phase 3 was about to come out. And I said, hey, did you guys hear the Riverdale's going to put a new uh, album out? And they're like, oh, yeah. I was like, I just said something like, yes, and walked away, like purposely <laughs> being an idiot. <laughs> but uh, crazily enough, yeah, I became friends with those guys, and that's why I went down to Carbondale. because yeah. uh, I met those guys and realized that there was – a bunch of cool shit going on down there between that and the mangies and even the blackout show down there. Yeah. Um, Dude, that like show Rita- comes up on the show all the time. I know. Well, it course corrected my life in a way. It was weird. Um, I, I went and moved down there and, you know, ended up moving away and all, all this and that just kind of based on that, like not that singular event, but had a huge impact. Yeah. It was a good night. We, uh, drove through Carbondale a couple weeks ago, just, uh, taking a trip you know just driving yeah. down i was showing my wife all the so i used to live there showed her a lost cross i was like ah, yeah. that's where all the punk Classic. bands would play yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, that's good shit. Yeah, the hangarounds were fucking great. Oh yeah. Played a lot of shows with them and of course Kevin went on to be in the he's still in the copyrights. Yeah, he's in the copyrights. He ended up joining uh, off with their heads too. Yeah. So he was getting ready to do a, a big tour with them when, you know, this happened. Yeah. But nice. uh He's still holding it down. Nick's, uh, I don't know what Nick's doing right now, but he did a couple bands. Yeah. Uh, he did, speaking of horror bands, he did a, a Bad Taste band. It was more of a, I don't know, hardcore rock and roll yeah. stuff. But, you know, that's their band name comes from a horror movie too. So Yeah, those guys were great. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, so we're going to do this top 11 Mangy oh, thing. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, we're got good, off, dude. Got off subject. <laughs> Hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones and you're listening to The Dummy Room. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Here comes the top eleven. The top eleven, top eleven. Top 11, here comes the top 11. These guys are 11. This was harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> it like, was bitch. I know all my favorite songs, but actually putting them in some type of order was pretty much, like, I don't know, impossible, sort of. Yeah, but, I just, I was just rapid fire mode. You messaged me that, and I'm like, okay. I think I had, like, 15 or 16 of my you know, yes. top choices, and I had to weed out a few. Me too. Um, but then I was just like rapid fire, like I can't think twice about this. So I'm like, okay, this is over this, this is over that. All right, great, I'm done. So, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> ask me a different day, it might be different. But yeah, totally. This is what I got for now. That's kind of how mine is. It's kind of weird for me because I'm one of those people that I like the old school Manji shit way more than I like the later stuff. Like everyone loves like Go Down. It's one of my least favorite albums. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, spoiler alert. <clears throat> <laughs> How about we just start it off? You want to go first, Dave? What's your number 11? Number 11. 11, I got Saving Private Pearson from the Queer Split. Kill all be kill and 
I'm going to go back to that story anyway because they drop a line about Illinois. It just makes me think of that particular show in Carbondale. Um, and that's the reason why it's on my list. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah. I did not make my top 11. Me neither. Only because maybe I've just played it to death. Like that queer split is like at the time just killed. Like the Manji side totally ruled. Oh, yeah. Yes. So what did you have at number 11, Nate? I'd go with uh, Barrage of Hate. Another classic. I love it. Um, it was much higher, and it just it just kept dropping for me. Did I, you I weigh... think about that horror section version? No, like, no, no. no. Actually, <laughs> fuck no. I, you guys do a really good version. I really like that. Actually, I was thinking about calling myself Barrage of Nate tonight, but oh, oh, that was too Damn, much. We but the um... boat on that one. <laughs> go back and edit. Go I did. Go back and edit. It's not too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will do. See, this whole time I we've been we've been struggling to come up with these these uh these things for me and they're they're all over the place man but um no this list i way overthought this i've been on days of juggling these songs around <laughs> um it just seems way more important than i than i know it is but oh, yeah. yeah barrage of hate I, I don't know i've always liked this song it's one of the first songs that popped into my head um and but nah you know it's still catchy it just I don't know. I listened to it last, I guess. So, not last, first, and and uh, um, everything else that I listened to after just was a little catchier. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, this one's killer. No wait, this is the killer one. Yeah. Yeah. They got. A, it's kind of hard because they got a lot of those. You know what I mean? There's pretty <laughs> strong discography overall. One of my favorite bands to this day. You know what I mean? There's always like one thing in their songs that really gets you. One little, one little hook, one little whoa or something. The way he says a word that it's like you just you can't not love it. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. Really annoys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for my number eleven, I had to go with Body Bags too, man, from the Florida EP. Na 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 na
Oh, nice. Yeah, man. To me, that's the best song on that EP. And it's like a return to form for them after coming off of All Is Well, you know, with the different, you know, kind of mm-hmm. production. The guitars are kind of, you know, gainless. Uh, Cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Cleaner guitars. Yeah. yeah. Damn Rickenbacker in the mix. And so to me, that Florida EP came back with like the classic Manji sound that I love. You know what I mean? So I had to go yeah. with that one. It's still my favorite song on that EP. And uh, yeah, love it. Still love it. I'm kind of surprised at that, actually. Really? I didn't think you'd have that one. Yeah. yeah rules, I don't know. Dude. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. I'm just surprised that you had it on your list, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. They're like one of those bands, you know, they don't have shitters. But I don't know. For some reason, I just pictured something else from you. Yeah. So. Well, we're only at number 11. Yeah, All true. Right. <laughs> Ten. All right, Dave, what do you got for 10? Well, yeah, following that theme, 40 EP, um, number one hit. Number one, number one, number one, whoa, oh, oh. Number one, number one, number one, whoa, oh, oh, oh. We're gonna have some fun, Hungary to Japan. We're in the top 10, baby, we're on the hit parade. Keyboards and what a sound, folks, they were selling out. We're in the top 10, baby. I do too, and I think it's like like somewhat like true, isn't it? Like they were really going to Japan because they were like top of the Billboard charts over there and shit on the Hit Parade and all that. Oh really? Really? I think so, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You heard it here first. Don't Maybe I'm wrong. I, yeah, you know? literally heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm full of shit. I don't know, but I think I remember like reading that or something. That would be really cool. I hope that's true, because they fucking deserve that kind of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know how Japan is, you know? What I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very possible. Yeah. Someone will correct me Nothing... if I'm wrong, and I'm okay with that. Sure. <laughs> we'll fact check you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, I uh, this song though in particular, like well not in particular, but just this song. And pretty much all of the 
songs on this list for me. Um, like whenever like the number one, number one, like that melody kicks in. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm standing next to like uh, you know Johnny B, right? Uh, oh yeah. Jody. Oh definitely. I'm standing next to Johnny B, good friend of mine, and he loves the Mangies. Like we're like in front of the band, and we're like you know pumping our fists in the air and we're just like going nuts over it like a lot of like the refrains or the hooks on their songs like they just make me like excited like that feeling when you see a, a live band and uh you're just like kind of going ape shit so um this is one of those just out the gate <clears throat> love it totally do you find the thing about the mangies and a lot of other bands we all love these poppy ones. They never fucking play any of them, dude. It drives me insane. <laughs> Even at that last show when they played for Jughead's birthday in that side room, I went up to Andrea and I'm like, you got to play that Body Bags. It was pretty new at the time. They're like, nope, yeah. we don't know it. God damn it, man. What about number one? Nope. Fuck. You know what I mean? I, bl- I but- blame Joe Queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I was kind of joking about Joe Queer, but like, I think that is maybe the thought pattern of let's get the the really rocking songs going or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Uh, I call them the aggro songs. Yeah, I'm with you. Give me the give me the hooks and melody any day of the week. I think about the last time the Mangies were here. It was good. Everyone was having fun, but the first poppy one they played was my number ten. But we'll get there when we get there. But everyone went ape shit finally. You know what I mean? People were just kind of yeah. chilling until they play the poppy one. Even one more. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Copyright's the same way. They always play all the ones that I wouldn't play if I was them. <laughs> you know? You mean you mean the first album? Yeah, I want I want all the whole first album. <laughs> and just yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm with you on that. And it's not because I don't like their other albums, but I think it's just because like We saw um, it so much. We were, yeah. I mean we were there on the I'm gonna say air quotes like the ground floor. I mean I saw the copyright so many times and they played yeah. the methadones. Oh yeah, and damn, I'm told, this whole podcast. Sorry, guys, it's like total trip down memory lane, and just yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Number ten. Mine is uh, "Don't Mess It Up" from Another Go Down. Movie. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be honest with you. It, this wouldn't have made my list other than when I list, was listening to that fucking cover of the Windowsill do it. I went back and listened <laughs> to the Mangies, and I was like, "This is actually a really good song." What I love about it is. It's kind of a, it's not very typical for them. It's like a verse and then another verse and then a melody and the chorus is at the end. So it's, it's, it's kind of a weird song structure for them, but, um, I don't know. I really like that. Cause you guys know that song, uh, divide and conquer by who's do. Yeah. Where it's like verse, 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 verse. And then the chorus <laughs> at the end. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of unique, you know, cause it's like this build up. And it's like, where's the chorus? Yeah, and you, it's like it builds all this tension and then it finally gives yeah, you the release. Because it's not something they do very often or ever. So it's kind of unexpected. And yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, it's cool. They gotta hurt you. They gotta bite you. They gotta find you everywhere. They gotta rape you. They gotta use you. See you later. 
it's uh i think it's one of the i think it's yeah i think it's one of the better ones on go down for sure oh yeah for sure yeah, i think there's i mean a couple other ones but go down's my favorite but i don't know man i always think about those old seven inches they're also fucking yeah. good man also i think good. the thing with those is though the production on some of those songs are great but the, the production kind of loses it a little bit yeah that's true i always like their artwork on the old seven inches, like that dude climbing up that chick's bra. Yeah. Like, that's a good cover. Yes. And I don't know. Like, I think the art used to be better. That logo but... was definitely cooler too. Oh yeah. But that's just surface area stuff. The songs, you know, they've always been good and are still very good. I can't wait for that new record, man. <laughs> you know, I was hoping he would flip it to us. <laughs> I'm dying to hear some new Manji stuff. So what's your number 10? My number 10 is uh, Try to Die Young. The first pop at that show that I was mentioning earlier. It was like the fourth song in and finally finally the pop song. Everyone went fucking nuts. And it does sound way better live because the guitars are thicker. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I don't know. That's to me the best song on that fucking all as well for sure. Yeah, I agree. I do complain to the dome To myself on the tracks But the train didn't come And I had to walk back I jumped into the whirlpool I thought I guess I did But I just kept spinning around Till I learned how to swim I tried to die young Boy did I try But the voice deep inside Would not let me succumb And I laugh at the things that I've done When I tried Make 
mean, that's my number nine. nine. So we're like right in the same boat with that one. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking great one, you know. And if it had that classic, I mean, I have grown to kind of like accept the all as well sound and I could still listen to it. But if it had the normal Mangy's guitar sound, it'd be so much better, you know? Yes. Well, maybe they'll do a, a redux someday. I don't know. Yeah. When Andrea was on, he said that their new Mangy's record will have gain. So no worries there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that was also Dave's number nine. So what do you love about that one, Dave? Uh, so I, I like all the newer stuff, um, personally. Um, I think Go Down is like, their peak for me um not like in a career wise but it's as far as the album goes that's the one i always keep going back to but yeah yeah, i was listening to um their stuff when i was revisiting this album and like yeah just the hook the the harmony melody sorry my dog's acting up um yeah totally great um you said it better than me (laughs) (laughs) so then what did you have nate for number nine, I had uh, another day. Love that. I love, one. Yeah. So the thing about Andrea, which is so wonderful, is his voice is great, but his like we've talked about that weird accent, how that kind of comes through. Mm-hmm. The song, it doesn't. It's not so much weird, but it's like it's the song is your basic, you know, three chord song, right? It's basic, but his vocal melody is so fucking good in this song it's one of my favorites for that reason but when he says like the chorus like waste another day like how he says that just brightens up my life (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yes sometimes that guy like just the way he says something it's you just oh you just cringe how cool it sounds it's always been the thing about them is their melodies are even though it's the same kind of progressions we've heard a billion times a lot of times but yeah. That melody on top with that certain inflection of the Italian dialect or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, something about it that makes just draws it very you in. beautiful. Yeah. You know, the Mangies are one of those bands to me that always they hit this certain nerve in me that only the Methadones hit. Like those two bands hit this certain feeling in me that no other bands really do. And I'm not sure if it's just the progressions or the certain melody or the certain like. There's like a melancholy to it, and you know what I mean. It's kind yeah. of like what Marine was talking about, where it's sweet and sad at the same time. I've been thinking about that ever since he said that, and mm-hmm. I love that. And it's like that man just have that in spades. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm nodding my head. You guys can't see me, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Like another day, and don't mess it up both those chord progressions. And I would say, yeah, it is like bittersweet as far as like um, just how it just goes i mean if you like pop punk to me it's like you there's like three or four maybe chord arrangements that like you kind of stick with um in those songs yeah and it's up to those bands to make them remarkable or stand out and yeah you're right the mangies do a great job of that yeah best part in the whole song is the end too with the na, 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 mm-hmm. na, i love that it's just like leaves you wanting more you know what i mean it's fucking beautiful, dude. The Mangies, I mean, there's really not many better. They're so fucking good. It's unreal. Totally. Where are we at on this list? <laughs> I'm getting all number lost nine. over here. Your number nine. My number nine is Storming Out. The show, here we 
tried to just like mm. kind of represent the newer stuff as much as I could but I think from here on out it's all old school bangers for me but Storming Out I think is a really fucking good one I, I don't know I just always like that one it's got the cool fast kind of Tom intro yeah yeah it's good man I don't think that there's any mangy songs I don't I think okay the one song I don't like that much and i skip is the one uh what's the one so i'm gonna you know contradict myself but the one on go down <laughs> um where they have their friend or maybe it's the guitar player i'm not really sure who like doing the vocals on the song yeah i always skip that one too Do you know what i'm talking about yeah it's that fucking uh wonder wheel right yeah it's like it wonder well <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah that's the only one i'm like that's eh, not for me because it's not Andrea singing, I think. That's where it loses me. Yeah, it's tough not to go with his voice if you have access to it. He's one of the greats, you know what I mean? I yeah. definitely put him in, I don't know where he fell in my... We did a top 11 vocalist, right, Nate? Yeah, I, we fucked it up. Did we? Yeah, <laughs> he should have been much higher than... At least on mine. I don't I don't remember. I can't remember either, but I'm sure he would have made the list. He's one of my favorites. But yeah, I can't even... All I remember is we kept Joey out of it. <laughs> I think I ended up going with Cody as my number one. But anyways. What do you got for number eight, Dave? Um, I got Good Boy, Bad Time off of Bad Juju. You got my bosom brain and I curse on you. It's time to lose again. No, it isn't cool when the night is dark and your heart is cold.
yeah, I remember getting this CD and listening to the shit out of it. And when I went back to revisit it, I'm like, man, what's the one of the songs that like to stand out for me? And this is one of them because it's like, uh, it's more like mid tempo. It's kind of yeah. poppy, but um, I mean, it's definitely poppy, but it's not like your traditional just one, four, five um, kind of Ramones chords. I mean, it's like, I don't know what I would call it. Like, um, Maybe it's more like maybe more like a fifties pop sensibility. I'm not really sure. I'm not I'm not the best at describing these things, but yeah. Um at any rate. Um yeah, that's my uh number eight. Like what's cool album, about but... what's cool about that song and, and my number eight is when they go into that, that mid tempo palm mute mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody touches it. So and that that's one of those songs and I love that one, but my number eight is uh Mandy. this song so many fucking times i almost don't put it on there because it's I, it's over you know too much for me but <laughs> oh, it's a classic 
Well, yeah, you you were listening to like test presses and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I think it's it might be the longest Manji song too. I'm not sure on that, but it's I think it broke the yeah. It's three minutes. <laughs> they might have longer songs, I guess. I don't know, but I don't think so. I think I will always do hmm. is longer than Mandy, dude. But Mandy's such a great one. Yeah, I've always loved it. It's I don't know. I I couldn't. I can't make a list without putting that on there. That's sacrilege, I guess. So yeah. that was one of the ones I had to trim. It was on my original list because it was like a no-brainer, but I had to. I had to axe it. Yeah, I did too. I do the same method. I always start with a larger list, just the whatever it comes to mind, because I know those are the ones I love. You know, if I can think of them right off that on top of my head. But then it always ends up being like 25 or something. (laughs) Some ridiculous (laughs) sum. And then you have to start cutting. I hate that part. But anyways, so for number eight, I have an old school banger, dude. I have My Direction. My Direction's in the sale. And you can decide you know I'm right. My Direction's in the sale. And it's over in a while. I'm finding you on an email address. It's the gun office monster. Thomas, come and start to choose. so good i used to play the fuck out of that original rocket to you i just all day long that's all i could listen to yeah. for like months there was like two two versions yeah. maybe three of rocket to you right the yeah original had the who original put that has out? the white like the, cover with like just the cartoon yeah. yeah and I, I think and a different track listing than the one that came out a couple years later right that one had the skull on the front and i thought the same label that did riverdale's phase three might have done that one too I think yeah, you're right. That was a uh, one, four, five records. Yeah, who was they, who was behind that? I'm sorry that, for getting off track. But. No, no, you're good. That was um, God, I don't remember who it was, but he ended up um, I think he was like an he was like a book publicist or something, and that was like his main thing. And then he wanted to do records, so he did the Mangies, the Riverdales. Um, he did an Obsolete's record, which was uh, Justin Perkins' band uh, from Yesterday's Kids, yeah. and um. Um, I don't know what else he did, but yeah, that was a weird thing. Like out of nowhere, he had Riverdale's and Mangies. So <laughs> it was a very short lived thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, what? but yeah, he originally did that and then it got re-released again. <laughs> Rocket to you did. I remember right. when I got the first version, I got it from them from their first time here. I think that's when I got it. And I was like, the drive home was fantastic because <laughs> oh, yeah. at that point I just had a couple seven inches, you know, but then you got the CD and it was like just amazing to hear. Cause I don't think I had heard all of that early stuff, you know? Right. So 
that was like like where you know like italy has it made you know that's <laughs> what i thought like how cool is italy you know this yeah. is everybody sounds like this well everybody didn't sound like that they do now kind of they have great they have a great scene now but i don't know about back then but yeah that cd was fucking great and my yeah. direction was oh man yeah i toyed i toyed with the idea of moving to italy while i was trying to push for it um my ex was like uh she was like a worked for the air force and we were looking at locations and i was like "Ooh, if italy comes up you should do it because i want to go over there i want to go over there and start a band hell yeah because in, in my head it was giving me like this big thing like yeah i'll go join a fucking punk band play with the mangies it'll be great but so yeah totally totally feel you on that absolutely best drummers in the world come from italy oh for sure all right so up next we're at our number sevens Seven. What you got, Dave? So, keeping with the Rocket to You older stuff, I got Zombie as my uh, number seven. Did you guys cover this? Yeah, we used to do that live all the time. Oh, okay. God. Because I know you did Supermarket Fantasy, too. Yeah. And I was, like, trying to remember. Like, my memory's not the best. I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure they played this. Yeah, um, But you guys it. would play it fi- fast as hell, too. Yeah. Noel could still rip the shit, man. He's he's one of those guys. He could do it. Oh, yeah. But, 
yeah zombie cool um yeah, great one. cool song it's got that that fade out with the bass line i don't think they mm-hmm. do that um very much so to me that's a very 90s punk rock thing to do like oh yeah we'll do a ring out then the bass keeps going you know what i mean like um yeah they come in with just that like guitar melody kind of thing yeah um yeah so that one's that one's cool it's just a classic it's a little bit um i guess darker for their older songs yeah um and uh yeah oh shit i was gonna ask you another question about rocket to you Nate, you seem to know a lot about this stuff. Uh, <laughs> that Don't ask me about is... the lyrics on that song because I have no, no. idea. No. <laughs> did you know him, Jody? When you guys were covering it, did you know the lyrics, or would you just back in those days, dude? There used to be this. There was a Mangy's website that had a bunch of their lyrics. Do you remember that? What? It was no. like I think they actually put it up, but it, it's long gone, man. It's been gone for years. But I'm Angel pretty Fire. sure I got it off of there. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Because yeah, I didn't know most of them, but I found them, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they were—they were on the, some Mangies thing. I don't know if they put it up there, but there was like a whole Mangies page of lyrics, and it was all the old shit, and it was like sweet because I never, you know, a lot of times I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. Oh, they yeah. still have a uh, Mangies dot it, but I don't see any lyrics there. <laughs> no, there's no lyric page. This is a long time ago. God. This is like. Maybe still even in the 90s. Right. Shit, man. I mean, who's got a month to go through their whole catalog and type all that out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think but, it, uh, it was up because, you know, when they first started, the, their accent was a lot thicker. And again, to bring it back to that show, I remember we were sitting out there on the street in front of Lost Cross and the Mangies roll up and they were like arguing with each other in like heavy Italian. And I remember <laughs> just looking at all of us and we were going, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> probably irritated because it got canceled yeah or, uh, then it was gonna have to be moved that dude yeah brino was his name put the show on and he put the address on the flyer and i think cops showed up and they had to <laughs> move it yeah it was cool though where it moved it to though because we were all outside that was cool movies, beer garden yeah, yeah. it's great <laughs> holy shit Are you killing a bird over there what's going on <laughs> no sorry mike <laughs> My cat's in the room with me. Let me. <laughs> what, what's know, your what cat do. name, Dave? Booger. Booger. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, Revenge of the Dudley. Nerds, obviously. Dudley Dawson. And from the Lambda Moo team, Dudley Dawson. Booger. Booger. So we got Booger and Peter Chris. Yeah, mine's named Peter Chris. Nice. He's a, a super annoying but awesome <laughs> cat. Yeah, she's okay normally, but she's needing attention apparently. My cat dude is almost three feet long, just from his head to his ass, not even counting the tail. <laughs> it's like a big, long fucking kitty. I have nightmares. It's crazy. He's one of those Maine Coons, so he's like fucking really long. That's oh, weird. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where are we? What's going on? That's, sorry, I feel like I'm to blame. Nah, man, no, this no, is fine. Good. It's all good. Where dude. are we? We're at eight. My seven, uh, my oh, seven was a uh, zombie. Oh yeah, Dave had zombie at seven. What do you got, Nate? 
I got uh, from the McRacken split. I got over and over. Love it. Well, I'm being told now you're okay. Hard times are gone as you say quite over and over. I just wanna over and over. Wanna what went wrong? Told me you used to wake up late and you got lots of new friends quite over and over. I just wanna over and over. Wanna what went wrong? I've ever seen since you're not here I'm just waiting for the phone to let go me now You're feeling fine that you're so kind And you got letters and flowers And you're shining happy and funny as well When you met me, it was you and me And the biggest love I've ever seen since you're not here I'm just waiting for the phone to ring That's what I do, that's what I do I just can get over you That's what I do, that's what I do I just can get over you favorites yeah it started out a little higher and uh there's a couple other songs on that thing that are higher <laughs> so Dude, i had to drop it a little bit that's the like my all-time favorite mangy's release to me that's the shit actually you know what now that i think about it whoa, whoa. i think i got um i think i got this one as well from that same show for some reason no, because this came out after that. Never mind. Never mind. But I remember when I got this one because I love the McRackens right. and the Mangies at that time. But yeah, I this was like a dream split almost. Yeah. And it's like they're both almost full length long. You know what I'm saying? They have, there's how many Mangies songs? Like nine tunes or something, right? Yeah. I always thought that, I think that kind of, I think more people would have, liked it you know if it wasn't wouldn't have been a split if it would have just been like a 10 song seven or a 10 song lp or ep or whatever you know yeah you're probably right i think people would have dug it more well let's ask a second ago actually about the mccracken split like is that on rocket to you like one of those two couple of songs are just a couple i think i think like she's right and maybe 
Yeah, but um, they weren't on the original. Like the original Rocket to You, the white one, they're not on there. Yeah, okay. they weren't. No, no. Okay, because I'll, I'll admit, like that one's, I have that CD, but that one's a little bit of a blind spot for me. And I did have the original white CD, but I never got the, the other one. That I love that split, man. I used to drive around and listen to that relentlessly. When me and Chris used to deliver those fucking appliances. Oh, man. Yeah, so we'd load up the yep. truck, and then it was just Mangies all day long until 5 o'clock, dude, every fucking day. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember there's that McCracken song, Dr. Giggles. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I think, that, I think the McCracken side kind of lacked because it was uh, a couple covers and, uh, like, uh, Crank It Up was on there, maybe Slapshot. So, like, previously released stuff and, you know, kind of – did him in i think a little bit but the the original shit that was on there was fucking great like endless summer yeah oh yeah that's a great one endless summer, I, I think it just yeah you know that's a great song when you're looking at them compared to those mangy songs it was hard to top that mangy side dude it was so fucking good that it made the mechanics yeah. look a little less than they actually are you know well shit i'll have to I'll have to go back to that one then it's got some of my favorite mangy songs like ever Ooh, but yeah, yeah. I had to like really consciously make sure that I didn't just put most of those on this list, you know. I have a few, but I tried to spread the love around <laughs> a little bit, you know. Yeah, right. So what's uh what's your seven? My seven is uh Elvis has left the building. Yeah. 
a fucking mm-hmm. all-time classic. Yeah, that's one of the ones that I had to lop off my list. That one definitely stands out from on that album, too. Yeah, big time. It's always been a, a nice, catchy one. There's a few on there that I, I think the problem that record has is the production's a little muddy, you know what I mean, compared to some of the things they've done since. When you look, when you go back to it, it just doesn't have the the nice sound. But the songs are there, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I cut my teeth on. That's the too. first album I got from them. Yeah, I ordered that. It was on that and the April self-titled were both on the front page of Interpunk, and they were like super cheap. I want to say they were like eight dollars for some reason or nine dollars. Yeah. Um, and so I just like blind purchased them. I never heard of Starbucks Records, and. Yeah, that, that opened up a whole new world because I had no idea of, again, like, I was just getting, like, firmly planted in the American pop punk stuff, like yeah. Riverdale's and all that stuff. And then it was like, oh, shit, there's all these European bands. And, man, a lot of them are way better than these American <laughs> bands. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, totally. the Rangers are coming to town? Wow. Yeah. It's, like, awesome timing. Absolutely. All right, so I had to have that building. That brings us to your number six, Teflon Dave. Um, I got in my head. I think uh, Nate said that earlier. Mm, I didn't. No. No. Nope. Did you say Jody? Am I no, making this but up? I, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's great. Six. Vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, great one! 
Yeah, this song, it this started high, went low, went back. It's been like all over the place. But when he gets to the chorus, you know, I'm out of, I'm out of love. I'm, I think he says I'm out of love. I'm like three times. I don't know if that's what he's saying, but man, that's oh fuck, dude. When he gets to, you know, I wait my vengeance. Ugh, so fucking rad. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorites, man. The first time I heard this, it was like it kind of solidified them as just a powerhouse to me. Absolutely. It's just it all comes together on certain songs. That's one of them, though, for sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, that record starts out, you know, good. Go down, like, Secret Agent, Into My Rifle, which is great. And then this song, it, it you just fucking lose your mind, you know? Like, holy shit. And then another day. Go Down actually is a... Fuck, man. What a great album that is. Yeah. It's, it's oh. your favorite now, right? You talked yourself into it. Well, I'd say, as far as full <laughs> lengths, it's probably... Yeah, it's because of the production and um, the dude. songs. Yeah. I don't mean, I'd let... Le- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't mind that. You know, it's still cool, you know? You know, I think their cover on there is really good, too. The uh, when, Hero Goes, when Heroes Go Down. Yeah. One, yeah. one of the covers, you know? Oh, that one's great, too. Yeah, what a great... Well, Revenge of the Nerds, right? Yeah. That's a cover, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few covers on yeah. that record. Yeah. But no, yeah, Vengeance is mine, man. Love it. Right on. Agree. What do you got? Number six, six. I got Another Day for all the reasons we've mentioned previously. (laughs) Fucking great song. Mm -hmm. And for me, it all comes down to that last bit. You know what I mean? It's just, it fucking totally rules. But yeah, we've talked about that. So we'll move it on to Dave's number five. What do you got, Dave? Five. I got Blame Game from Mangies Are Good Enough. Um, similar to what you were saying, Jody, as far as this uh, um, classic uh, Mangies sound to me. like Because, again, this was the first record I got from them, the first time I heard them. Yeah. And just that, uh, that lead part. And uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm going to sing the song. I don't really want to do that. But <laughs> no, it's just like uh, it's totally different from what i'd heard before i don't know that i'd heard that many foreign bands at that time which seems silly but you know i'm a little older so if i didn't have the cd how else was i gonna hear it you know right so yeah that blind buy and just putting this in and going uh, like this looks like something i'd be into i don't know though for sure um let me let me see and then yeah this blame game song stuck out like immediately like um melody and song structure yeah. (laughs) yeah rules it's not one that I go back to. I think I just played that album no? to death. Like, I oh. played that album to death, dude. Actually, you know what? I I feel you on that. I had, like, an old Ford, Ford Ranger truck, and I had, like, maybe ten cassettes. And yeah. this was one that I, I made my own. Like, you know, I burnt the CD or right. burnt it, whatever. Put a, Recorded a tape off of it. And, yeah, I played the shit out of this album, like, for probably almost a year. Yeah. So Me too, I man. think... Yeah, ask me like 15 years ago what my favorite one was, but you know, since Go Down coming out after that, it's just, I think it's captured that lightning since then, but it's just more updated and yeah, fresher in my mind, I guess. Yeah, but totally. I get you. Totally. So, what'd you have then, Nate? I had a long way back. Ooh, goddamn! Dude. That's one of my all-time favorites. 
it's 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 a fucking great love song man like lyrically it's a it's a pretty sad fucking song man yeah like if you read the lyrics to it there's some good lines in there oh yeah um, he's got a, that line where he says i heard you crying on the phone oh man it's just like it's one of those songs where it's it's got to be true it fucking has to be this isn't a twin peaks thing you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah absolutely just from the heart you can totally hear it in him so oh yeah and it's just catchy dude but it is a little different, you know. It's not. It's not the. Uh, you know, it starts out different, you know. Well, it's less like Ramonesy and more nineties, if you know what I'm saying. What do they call that? Like that chord in the beginning, like an octave kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, like face to face. I was like a face to face kind of thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. They used to do that, but it's very untypical for the Mangies, you know. Not yeah. a Mangies thing, you know. But um, yeah, this, uh, that kind of sticks out, but. Um, yeah, great song. Fuck yeah, love it. My number five was over and over. All the same reasons that you had it at whatever number you had it at. But man, it's just still one of the greatest songs they've ever written, dude. It's like, mm-hmm. you hear it once, it's stuck in your head the rest of your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just fucking, it's really catchy, you know? And mm-hmm. I love I love everything about it. Number four for Teflon Dave. Um, I got Vengeance is Mine from Go Down. We've had of opportunities right in the middle of sadness. So far from serenity, running away from bad news. I'm on the road, I'm on the love, I'm on the road, I wait my vengeance. I'm on the road, I'm on the love, I'm on the road, I wait my vengeance. Leaving us out in little jail. I think I've said Go Down's my favorite album like 40 times at this point. Is it your but, favorite uh, still? <laughs> it is. You know what? I'm, I'm sticking with it. It's um, great, man. Yeah. So um, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but like, yeah, the next three three songs take up um, spots from this album. And 
kind of starts this trilogy, I guess. It's kind of like those three songs. I think I think of these three songs kind of like the three songs on uh, Teen Idol's Pucker Up, where, um, God, like that so long song, and I'm blanking out on it. But anyway, they're just like th- like three songs in sequence, um, um, at least on the Teen Idol's album, where it's like each one, like you feel like it's better than the last. I think that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, man, this, this is like top notch. And like, wait, no, this one. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but... Yeah, we talked about it before, but yeah, Vengeance is mine. Um, love it. Great song. Hell yeah. Great one. Nate, what you got? For four, I got Blame Game. song so many times i don't care i can't leave it off a list like this you know it is pretty fantastic totally 
I think it's on the first verse when he says, I, I'm trying to understand what you're talking about. And the way he says that is just, yeah, that accent comes through and it's like, that's how I feel about him. I'm constantly trying to figure out some of that old stuff, what the hell he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this thing, I mean, the, the great weasel lead in the beginning, one of the catchiest things I've ever heard. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like this is their, um, this is their hit. It definitely was their first hit. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the one, this is like their, uh, this is their surrender. Yeah. That defines like their first period pre go down basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Definitely the standout on, on that record. Um, but yeah. Oh man. It's fucking great. Yeah, it is. My number four, dude, I had to go old school. This is still one of my all time favorites. It's a little ditty called, uh, Summer's gone. Yeah. 
Mm. God, I love that song. Yeah. His liver's asking him, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. Yes. Just everything about it. I've always been a fan of summery, like summer in song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. It's very cool. Is that one on the McCracken split? No, that no. one's on, uh, it's on one of the seven inches, but it's also, I first heard it on that Rocket to You, the white one. I think it made it to the okay. second one too, probably, because it was, it was that good. It's on the, uh, the yellow yeah. seven inch, the, uh, break up the radio, yeah, break, break up the your radio, radio one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yep. It's With, really uh, good though. Road to Ruin and Teen Angel. <laughs> Road to Ruin. <laughs> Oh man, teenage is uh, fucking great with it. <laughs> yeah, yep. they don't do that anymore. They used to do that a lot in their songs. What's up with that? I don't know. Three. Number three for Dave. What do you got? Don't mess it up. I'll go down. Classic. That's a great one. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I can gush anymore about this one <laughs> or these go down songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a really good one. This goes back to those, this one and my next one. Yeah, I go back to those those bittersweet. Um, gets you gets you in the gut feels. Yeah, totally. Um, so classic. I like how the Mangies have. They don't have. I mean, they every song song every Mangie song. You know what you're listening to, but when you really listen to the songs, they have a lot of different shit. You know, like especially that song, like I was saying, the chorus is at the end and mm-hmm. they have weasel leads in some and some just different songs, but they all sound, they have that Manji sound, you know? Mm-hmm. I love how they can do that. It's just weird. A lot of bands, when they do that, you, you just sort of lose interest, you know? The band does a different kind of sound, eh, fuck them, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I don't know. My number three is the very first Manji song I ever heard. And I think I've told you this before, Jody. But um, the only cool girl in Ladbrock Grove. Yes, we should come to Zion. I used to find rock 
I was in um, I was in Madison at Rhetoric Records. So Brad from Rhetoric Records used to have. Do you know that label? Yeah. He put out like Zoinks and Mulligan Stew, and wasn't there like a Teen Idol split too? Yep. But um, he used to have this fucking warehouse where, like, you'd open the garage door and it was fucking records. <laughs> and I mean, he had a huge distro and shit too, but records and then he had an office in there and stuff it was actually a cool place and i was i was doing this little stint with the parasites and they were gonna they were gonna meet me there so i was hanging out and i'm digging through records and brad came over and he's like that one you know and it was that it was the uh the um uh good cretans only all good cretans go to heaven seven inch yeah and um i was like okay looks looks like a cool cover you know and i got it and i i ended up out with the parasites for like a week so i couldn't even fucking listen to it until i got home but man once i did holy shit it was like that was that was it for me that was 98 yeah and uh yeah that was that was a moment in my life so i remember that's like i wrote them right away too like i found an email i think it might might have been on the record or something and i fucking email was like fairly new at that point you know yeah it wasn't like today you had to have a weird email address. It wasn't like you could have like 14 Gmails or something, you know. But um, yeah, so that was that was really cool. So that's always been my favorite song um, by them. But I, I found two better ones yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, but that was the very first uh, Manji song I ever heard. It's pretty a pretty good one to introduce you to the band you know it's kind of a weird one isn't it a you little know? different yeah 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 so i like that one a lot too though man again i kind of like all that old shit I, I don't know but anyhow um what number are we on number three it's three my number oh, three yeah. is Another one of those ones that hits you right in the feels, dude. I don't want to live in hell.
<laughs> one of my all-time favorite songs of any band. But uh, this, to me, kind of has everything that's great about the Mangies. You know, and all in one little song, man. You got the really fast hi-hat, the killer melody, okay. the heart-wrenching kind of same kind of feel that I get off the methadones a lot of times. But uh, Mangies maybe just a little bit harder. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just the timing of some of these songs. Like I was in a breakup mode when this one hit maybe or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's just something about a certain feeling they give me that no one else does. And this one definitely does that. It's interesting compared to the methodons. I know you're not talking about like songs per se, but just the feeling that I never really thought about that way. I don't know. Yeah. There's a certain kind of like a heartbreak that exists in certain yeah. Angie's tunes that the same kind of feeling in Methadone's tunes. You know what I mean? Even though they don't really sound anything alike. Yeah. But yeah. It just no, certain bands give me that feeling. You're making me a, a true believer, maybe. Um, but I think when I think of vapid and like pure emotion, I think of the Mopes, number one. Oh, dude. Because like, yeah. those songs on that, you know. Um, heart won't bleed for you and the world don't revolve around you or whatever. Like those are like the pinnacle of like, yeah, get drunk on my couch and scream it like at nobody <laughs> kind of songs, <laughs> which, you know, I may or may not have done, but uh, <laughs> I, I see where you're going. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I never thought about that. Now I, now I probably will all the time whenever I listen to Mean Juice. <laughs> certain songs like Vapid and Andrea, they just have this certain tone to their voice, I think, that has like uh, like on Another Day, maybe like Long Way Back. Just There's a certain way that that sounds and it hits me the same way, man. It's like certain Vapid songs. Yeah. Where, you know, you know, I don't want to sound weird, but it's, it's, it's very emotional you know, yeah. I don't cry, but I'm just saying you can you can almost feel the emotions coming through a little bit. You swooping, oh, yeah. You're over there swooping yeah. your bangs and cutting yourself, crying over the <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. All right, we're coming yes. down to some of the greatest songs ever, I'm guessing. Oh, man. Top two. Top two. I think me and Jody are going to have the same top two. We're not. I just a know. guess. <laughs> but maybe one of them. <laughs> I uh, well, sorry, real quick. Um, speaking of the methadones, though, they were supposed to play um a couple shows. I know um, they were going to do like St. Louis, Chicago, and I think it was like a pre-run to go um, for Reduno, yeah, Reduno, yeah, and that's that sucks. I've seen the methadones, fuck, probably six times, eight times. Yeah, I don't me really too. know how many. Um, but that fucking sucks. Now I'm getting emotional. Talking about emotions. <laughs> seeing them I'm, I'm never gonna see a punk show again fuck um, okay anyway um uh number two another day off go down Yeah. 
So this kind of completes my trilogy of Vengeance is Mine, Don't Mess It Up, and then Another Day, I'll Go Down. Each one of those, like, I listened to them a couple times and messed with the order a little bit, but that's what I landed on as far as, like, best, bester, bestest kind of yeah. ranking. Right on. Bestage. There you go. Was he, is he coffee, crumbs, and ash? Yeah. I can't stop dreaming. Is that what he's saying? I think so. I don't know what he says. Pretty sure that's what he says. Comes in, Ash. Can't stop dreaming. I don't know. It does it for me. Love it. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. It is fantastic. Oh, All right, Nate. Um, it's getting serious, man. What you working with? It's real serious. I got to go with Love to Waste Love. Oh, man. I fucking love that one. Oh, man. Hey, 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 right? When he fucking says, hey, 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 <laughs> I know it's three fucking words of the same word, but oh, man, it, it it's so catchy. Yeah. I, I love the song. It, what I was telling you before, when they go into that palm mute mode, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, nothing better. And this is this is the best one. Bye. 
had to leave it off, dude, just because I didn't want to be too really? heavy on the split. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, it's man. one of my favorites, too, dude, especially when he says, come back crying, say how much you're sorry. Well, that yeah. little part, absolute gold. But no, I didn't use it on my list, man. That sucks. I love that song. I left uh, She's Right off because of that, too, you know? So did I. Like, oh, that's, I gotta leave it off. I can't have four or five songs from the same fucking split, so. Yeah. But, dude, I think if you took that split and combined it with the songs from the queer split, you'd have the perfect Mangy's album. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But, yeah. That's why playlists are so cool on my iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really gotta go back and revisit that uh, the Kraken split. I'm missing really out do, here. Dude, dude, it's, it's so fantastic. Yeah, I fucked up. All right, sorry, Jody. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of the fantastic McCracken split, my number two is coming right off it, and it's "Don't Tell Anyone." Uh-huh. My favorite kind of mangy slow jam, you know. I I'll be honest, dude. That's my number one. Nice. The song fucking rules, dude. Yes. Oh. I love how it just starts off with just the vocal and the, you know, and the guitar, and then it kicks in and just, and then I really, really love the outro, where it's just mm-hmm. the refrain of "I feel like this," like Ben Weasel mode, like thirty times in a row. If I can just, you just wrench every little, every bit of emotion out of just a few words, you know. It's totally Ben Weasel school, and. It fucking rules, dude. There's just everything about it rules. The intro sounds like he's singing to you. And, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously he's not, but I mean, yeah. oh man. Well, if he that is, I ain't going to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, that guitar tone. <laughs> that guitar tone and his vocals. Uh, nobody touches it, man. Nobody touches him when in that in the, on this song. Mhm. No. I love it. Um, that ba-da. <laughs> It gets stuck in your head. Totally. Uh, like he says, like she knows she's the pretty one, and oh man, th- this song just—I don't know. Th- this is the greatest Manji song. It's definitely the second best Manji song. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my number two. Your number one that leads us to Dave's very favorite Mangy's tune. I'm gonna say it's um, fucking Barrage of Hate. I'm I'm gonna say I was right. thinking the same thing. You're both right. See 
predictable as always. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this is a uh, number one. Well, I kind of had to do it, right? Um, <laughs> I can't say that. It makes yeah, sense, right? My, my eighth favorite song, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, but going back to the comp thing and everything, when John asked, I was like, it, it took me almost no time to like think of this song. I think I probably had to go back and make sure, like, all right, is there something weird that I have to do, like, that I can't Vocally. do for some reason? Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah might sound goofy if i try to do it you know uh, like the no 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 like i don't know if i could do that <laughs> yeah um i don't think i could pull that off no you did but, uh, you did sound good but the but the barrage of hate yeah um barrage and i always like the way he um uh, nate you were talking about like how he pronounces certain words like different yeah. inflections and things yeah like i always thought that was funny because we say i would say anyway barrage right and he's more like barrage barrage um, like, kind of like um, oh yeah, Bayer Age of Hate. That's right. Sorry, um, I was getting mixed up. But uh, yeah, um, killer song. I like the creepy vibes of the lyrics. You know, I'm gonna kill you. You know, all this stuff. Uh, That's why I thought it was a perfect one for you guys it. to do. It fits. Mm-hmm. You know, the rusty knife into your chest tonight. It's yeah. just, it's perfect for what you do. You know what I mean? It's a perfect choice for your cover. I think. Oh yeah. Good on you, Dave. Yeah, like, Good on you, man. Thanks. Yeah. All right, so we know Nate's is Don't Tell Anyone. I'll be true. Just don't tell anyone. I will do. I'm sure there's no one else around. Just a secret that I'm putting in your hands. Now you're not supposed to tell this to your friends. Well, the truth is that I spent some time with her I took off a stupid boy that I went up Straight when she's a bunny, cool, beautiful chick Taking it out for boys, her skin, she tastes so sweet She knows that she's a pretty one And how much she's attracting Realize that she can make everyone dumb And that's the way she acts Herself, safe from a ghost black kitty one And all the jokes that white to see her Only wants her to become a girl as me But now I'm one of them And it won't be hard for you to understand Once I spoke to her and saw some of her fears I just want her, I'm in love, I know she is real Self 
like this, but I feel 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 like this, but I Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue against that being the best song ever. But I had to go with Long Way Back, dude. Because, it, like we were talking about before, this is another one that's absolutely perfect. Ticks all the boxes of everything you want. Plus, yeah. it's just so bittersweet, like uh. you were saying. Like, I heard you crying on the phone. I miss the place that we call home, you know, where you don't have to feel left all alone. I mean, the the opening line, oh. I drove all night. I'm on my way back. Just one more day. I'll be with you. Yeah. I mean, Who hasn't it's felt just like that. He's, he's, it, he probably like wrote this on tour in the States. You guys were bugging the fuck out of him in, in uh, Carbondale. <laughs> and and uh, he was missing his the his love and he yeah. didn't want to be here. He wanted to be with her. Totally. Don't let go. It's a long way back. It's a long way. 
it's just to me that's probably their best song and it's weird because it wasn't it really wasn't on an album you know what i mean i think it only didn't it only come out on that second version of uh fucking rocket to you or was it on something else? I don't even know. Uh, is that it had to be on something on? else. It had to be on something else because I know that song. I don't. And, I, it it uh, wasn't on an album. Let's see. I'm going to do a little searchy search. Yeah, I don't. It was on some comp, was, too. It was also no, on a, a comp song. with a bunch of like Pulley and Sugar Cold and Fallout Boy. Wow. And really? Slipknot. What? what? This yeah. is there's a comp that this was on called <laughs> Rock Sound Volume seventy two slash seventy three. It's it was a Italian release. It has oh, Slipknot, Placebo. <laughs> it has Fallout Boy, Pulley, Sugar Cult, oh. Beer Bong, Mercy, the Crooks, the AKAs, and the Wild Hearts and the Beat Stakes. Most of those bands I've never heard of, the, but some of the them. Beat Stakes? But Slipknot, Pulse of the Maggots on the same <laughs> comp as Long Way Back. Wow. That's oh, very boy. crazy, isn't it? I never had that comp, but uh, I actually I'm think not I volume not surprised. 72? Yeah. From I gave up at 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, though. What a, what a strange comp to be on. With Slipknot and also, I mean, yeah, Fallout Boy, Slipknot. You gotta give them an exclusive track. Yeah, you know? yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Shit was getting serious. <laughs> I met the uh, I met the singer of Sugar Cult once. He was oh, yeah? actually a pretty nice guy. Yeah, I was working at a sandwich shop, and he came in and told me he was playing. They were playing like the theater in town, you know. Did you recognize him? No, I didn't know the fuck. I asked him, like, you know, he you could tell he's in a band, you know. Okay, and it was yeah. like it, I knew the show. I think they were opening for like I don't know, like uh, like maybe like Real Big Fish or something like that. I didn't go, and sure. uh, yeah, he just kind of volunteered that information. Like, here's your sandwich. Yeah, by the way, I'm in Sugar Cult. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But he was like totally like he tipped and shit. I mean, he was a cool guy. So right now, nice. I don't I don't know his. I know they were like uh, they had like a big hit in a like a, a movie. Like one of those not another teen movies or something like yeah. that. I remember that yeah. song, but I can't remember what it was or anything. But I do remember they had a hit. Yeah, I think I only know the band name. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't tell you the song. No. It's like the worst band name ever. I don't think it's that bad of a bad name. Really? I don't like it. Maybe they're just like way, way into Bob Mold. They started a cult. Yeah, it could sure. be a cult. That's not. I've heard worse. Yeah, I've heard worse, obviously, but I don't like it. I'm trying to figure out what their hit was. It's just kind of bugging me now that I don't, I can't think of it. <laughs> I'm going to look on YouTube and see what the top song is. Memory? Is that what it was? Mm, That's the top one. It has like I'm looking to... 2.5 Bouncing million. off the walls. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Okay. It's from a movie. What movie is that? Van from, Wilder. Though? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember well, that song though, dude. Ninety, I'm ninety percent sure it's on that. I actually watched that movie not too long ago, like two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot of '90s slash early 2000s like comedies. I guess mostly early 2000, like Dead Man on Campus, shit like that. You're gonna start like a side project. You have like the rom com section band. Yeah, exactly. Where you can yeah. like theme some. 
some teen angst songs and shit cover sugar cool yeah yeah it's writing itself yeah totally it's gonna be good but yeah let's take it back to the mangies huh <laughs> let's get off a of sugar cult even though it's not <laughs> such a bad name <laughs> i can think of a ton of band names that are way worse than that they fucking age really well have you guys noticed have you seen pictures of these guys yeah talking about like, george clooney jr like all totally. of, yeah no shit right <laughs> they all like fucking look like they've they're like five years older than they were on the first record it's yeah. like except i don't know the, if it's the, an italian for thing the gray or what, hair, but, you know well the gray hair but they still look good i mean they're not you yeah. know you, you know some bands they just don't look as good as they did 25 years ago you know True. 20 years ago dude don't knock gray hair i got gray Got gray shit, man. No, I'm oh, knocking yeah. it. I'm just saying they look a little older because I've been of growing it. this. I got some gray hairs on my sides, and then I grew my quarantine beard. Holy shit! It's like yeah, 80% white. You got a beard right now, Dave? Yeah, crazy, huh? I've never yeah, seen I saw you that with on any kind of facial ones, hair. Dude, one of your uh, one of your streams, I saw that. Yeah, it got way out of control. I just trimmed it like. Uh, I guess it was last night. I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, dude, I like, shit. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not supposed to. I was doing like an experiment, you know, because I'm not going into work. Nobody's really seeing me. So I'm like, well, I'll just try it out. So I shaved that, but my new mission is a mullet. See if I can see what that's going to look like. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> I got all weirded any... out the, like two weeks ago and shaved my fucking head. <laughs> what? You did? Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Wow. I kept a big hey. fat devil lock, though. So yeah, <laughs> I look pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's just time to do it though. Just do yeah, something fuck stupid. it. No one's gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole reason. Because I've I've kind of had kind of longer hair for the last years. You know what I mean? And I just said fuck it. It's gonna be summer. It's gonna be hot. I just fucking shaved that shit. I was gonna say it's probably that one hot day the other week, and you're like, man, fuck this. You're out <laughs> yeah. trying to mow the yard. I know how much you love to do yard work. Oh, yeah. Probably out there, like, fuck it. I'm shaving my head tonight. <laughs> Dude, lately it's been raining every single day for months. Uh, I guess you probably know since you're here, too. Yeah, but... they're talking about flood levels and shit. <laughs> it's insane. To Mississippi again. It's totally Fucking... insane. Sucks. Not the time for that. No. It's been raining here. Not the time for that, but... Dude, for so days. We went fucking camping over the weekend, right? And yeah. it rained the whole fucking time, but get this shit. You probably have been to this place, Dave, because it's right by Carbondale. It's that you know that little Grand Canyon place. You ever been there? I've been to a couple. I've been to a couple campsites. I was at a campsite down there two weeks ago, oddly enough, down because they got the Shawnee Forest down yeah, there yeah. by Carbondale. So there's all kinds of yeah, all kinds of towns. Yeah. So we were camping, but then we took a day trip over to this little Grand Canyon, right? Me and Amber and the, and the kids, you know, and. uh we go you're like going down into this fucking canyon and shit but so we're down in there and it's a pretty it's pretty hardcore for kids like i was sketched out a few times like fuck dude if if one wrong <laughs> footing at least someone's gonna break a leg or something you know what i mean and uh so it's it starts raining and all this water is coming down through the fucking canyon and we're down in the bottom and we still got a it's like a six mile loop trail you know what i'm saying and this oh, is the man. kids' first real major, like, real hike, you know? And At last, probably. No, we've went since just to <laughs> kind of get that bad scene out of their system because they were like, we're never going ever again. Because that that right. night, we were it started raining, and we were basically, it was getting dark, 
and we were like lost out in there, dude. And like I was the only one like holding it together, but Amber was fucking tripping, and the kids were starting to wig out, and it's getting like pitch black, and it's like treacherous terrain. You know, it's not just like walking in a park. You're like actually have to climb rocks and shit. And so I'm starting to freak out. Like fuck, we're gonna have to just camp out here with nothing because there's no way we're getting back up that fucking canyon in the dark rain. You know what I'm saying? And my phone was at like 6% flashlight and I had a lighter of course. And dude, we we had to walk like the last three miles out in pitch black, dude. And I didn't know if we were even going to make it out, but we finally did. But it was like a fucking absolute nightmare. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. I never thought I'd be one of those people that got lost on the trail and like it was so fucked up and like we did we only had so much water and no food you know what I'm saying we didn't think you know I didn't think we'd be lost for any amount of time you know we didn't get back to the car dude till like 10 30 at night it was so dark out there it was so insane but yeah it's fucked was your whole was your whole life flashing before your eyes I wasn't really freaking out but it was like stressing me the fuck out because like Amber was wigging out and the kids because she's wigging out they're wigging out and I'm like look worst case we just sit it out until we sun comes up I mean so what you know what I mean <laughs> we're not gonna die out here you know what I mean and we're only like three miles from the car we'll make it you know what I mean and we made it but it was like man really stressful hiking in pitch black you know not knowing what's in front of you and trying to conserve right. the battery and then I'd light my little lighter every maybe 15 feet or so just to make sure we weren't going to walk off the edge of a cliff or something <laughs> you know That's, I'm was, getting stressed out like listening to this <laughs> yeah it <laughs> I was should, crazy I can definitely appreciate that it was Dave I gotta ask you what, what horror movie is he closest to <laughs> it's gotta be uh, something I kept thinking uh, in the woods that, that we were gonna run into some Blair Witch type of shit. <laughs> yeah, Blair Witch sound. Yeah, you know, that's a good call because their whole thing is they're walking around, they keep getting turned around, and they lose the map, and then they're and he totally kicks that lost. map in the fucking creek. Yeah. You're Hilarious. Surprised you didn't run into an old house. Yeah, me too. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to see it even if there was one five feet away, dude. You know what I mean? Like it was fucking pitched. Like black, man. If it black could get, so if there was a house out there with like a you know back porch light on flickering, <laughs> crepid looking old house, would you have knocked on it? I don't know, man. I get kind of sketched that, out, but out in the woods like that, it's you sketchy, know? but you don't know if you're gonna find uh, a way back or not. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I just figured, <laughs> fuck it. Worst case, I'll fucking sit down and wait till the sun comes up, where we could just walk on out. You know what I mean? Because it's not like right. it. I mean, we were maybe three miles into the woods, but it was a loop trail. So we were about, you know, we were down at the bottom, but the problem was we still had to come up through this fucking little grand Canyon thing, which was already sketchy. Cause it was a little bit more treacherous of a hike than, I mean, if it was just me and Amber, it would have really been that big of a deal, but having the kids with us, you know, Nathan's yeah. only six years old, dude. And you know, <laughs> it was, it was fucked up, but yeah, we made it. <laughs> Uh, it was well, a crazy weekend, though. I kept thinking, damn, I don't not want to fucking sit out here all night. You know? It was only like 9.30. <laughs> I'm thinking, God, we got to find this our way out. 
Man, you're more adventurous than me. When we went camping, we just uh, sat at the campsite and made a fire. I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of like taking the kids on those hikes, kind of toughen them up, because they're in that generation where they're like just glued to yeah. a tablet or a laptop or a phone all the time. They don't even want to go right. outside. You know what I mean? So I mean, like, fuck that. We're going to, there's nobody out here. So we got plenty of social distancing and we're going to fucking toughen these kids up. And it's been working. <laughs> that they, they like, they went through some trials on that one though, man. And came out the other side. I was actually pretty proud of them. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And so you said you already went on another hike. Yeah, we went on a, a small one yesterday it. over to uh, Castlewood, not too far from here. It was pretty tame compared to the little Grand Canyon excursion. That's a good story, though. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking nuts. One time dude. I almost died. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was very stressful, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, so... I guess we got the new horror section double LP to look forward to some fintas. What else? Maybe live shows in the future, possibly. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, we've always struggled a little bit with the live show stuff, just with our schedules. Cause, um, good news is Tommy changed jobs. He's working days. He was doing nights like overnights for the longest time. So our <clears throat> availability was like pretty, pretty limited. Um, he only had Friday and Saturday nights off, um, and we kind of limited. And then, you know, he has a life of his own. It's not like every Friday and Saturday he's available for the band. It just means those are the nights he actually has available for life things. Yeah. So, uh, but he switched jobs. Um, and, uh, the other thing that's kind of like prevented us from, um, well, me, I'm a big part of it too. I got, jobs job stuff going on i can't just you know take off weeks at a time but right. we also don't live that close together you know i live about 30 minutes from gabe but then like um about an hour and a half from tommy and nick so it's not like a 10 minute drive and you right. know i gotta we gotta coordinate and if i you know a lot of times i'll, I'll leave after work um and i mean it's fine whatever it's all in the name of like being in a band but those are long days dude i'll leave for work at like seven when I'll get home at like 11, 11 30 PM. Cause I'll go straight to Gabe's after work, drive down to Farmington. Yeah. Practice, drive back to Gabe's, drive back home. It's just, um, takes a lot of, uh, energy, I guess I'd say, but yeah. yeah. Um, but shows are always fun. You know, sometimes it's a hassle getting together and trying to align our, um, sorry, <laughs> the cat's talking again. Jesus Christ. Um, shut up. Buddy. <clears throat> Yeah, shut up, Burger. All right, is that better? Um, she, uh, sorry, we, where was it talking about? The band. But anyway, it's sometimes it's a hassle to get together and align schedules. You know, that's just part of being an adult. Right. Punk rock, right? Um, totally. But man, it's always, it's always a blast. Like, no matter what headaches there are, or, um, we always have a blast. Like, I was talking, um, I think we might have been talking earlier, Jody, about like, uh, you know, a couple a year and a half ago, a couple years, two years ago, we did you know a stint with the putts, and yeah. uh, man, that was some of the funnest shows I've ever played. Like, good friends with those guys, and cool venues, cool shows, and I love it. I wish I could do it more often, but yeah, it's just not always conducive. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Also, shout out putts. New albums coming out same day as our double LP. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it kicks ass. Yeah, it does. 
All right, fellas. I think we've been going on a little long tonight, so let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks so much, Dave, for joining us. Thanks so much, everyone who listens. Nate, you got any final closing words? Uh, just gotta say, nice meeting you, Dave. Um, yeah. Enjoy horror section. Can't wait for the uh, collection thing to come out, collection two, and yeah. uh, come back maybe at Halloween time. Oh so, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for having me on. I appreciate the. Appreciate the time you're taking. Um, talk to me, and yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah hey, I also got uh, I got my can koozies in, Jody. They're officially in, so if you want a dummy room can koozie, hit me up, man. Yep. Find them in that group, probably. You're going to make a post in there, right? I assume, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's probably already there. All right. <laughs> All right, All right well, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Dummy Room. Tune in next week for another fun episode. Goodbye.